When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. I'm so glad you're with me today. I hope you're having a fabulous day. Um, I am just recovering from a crazy weekend. You know, I have have, um, nine nine siblings and four of those siblings came and stayed with us, their husbands and their um, children. And so we had 20 people staying at our house along our own family. So we had every couch, every bed, every floor covered up with nieces and nephews and aunts and uncles. And it was lovely. Like I love that crazy. In fact, if it's just our family for Christmas, it's kind of, even though we have six kids, it still feels like we're missing something because I really love the crazy of all the, all the big family. And, you know, we play cards. We're big card game players and we've taught our nieces and nephews. We make great food. And, you know, my sisters, they're always so amazingly helpful. They're always like, what can I do? So I never feel like really burdened. I just feel like it's a big party. And luckily my husband is so sweet about it. And so he's from four, so he's kind of used to it, but it is a lot crazier. So it was just a lovely weekend and it's lovely getting back to our quiet house. I love the contrast of it now. And it's funny, I'm, today we're talking about empowering your past. And it's funny, I saw my mind like going of like, you go back to like the little sister, you know, cause I'm on, I'm number nine of the 10 and you go back so quickly to your roles with your siblings, right? Like your past roles that it's funny. Like it's some of those roles I like and some of those roles I don't like. So it, the past is always part of our story and learning how to empower your past is one of the best tools I work with, with my clients. This really is some of the life-changing work I've seen in my clients' lives. When we look at a story that they feel is very painful and they don't like how they showed up, um, they don't like how empowered, how disempowered they were in that story. Um, they don't like that version of the events and really looking at that past event and really seeing if how you are interpreting those facts today really is serving you and really dropping it is some of the work that makes you feel lighter today um, is past work, empowering your past. And I hear this so many from my parents of LGBTQ um, children because they say a lot, we, oh, I just handled that wrong. I didn't like how I showed up. I wish I handled this differently. I wish that And so they really carry stories with them for a long time that feel so painful today. And even though the stories already happened, they keep bringing up that pain in their today, in their present. And so part of my job as a coach, when I work with you and is really cleaning up those stories, not, and not changing any of the facts, the facts are still the same, but really cleaning up how you're thinking about it. So you're empowered that, and you really make it your past work for you today. It's such a beautiful thing to do and a great skill. And what you know, you know, if you need to um, work on things, if like you have emotional triggers that cause you to keep thinking about old people or old situations from the past, um, you keep replaying events from like conversations you had or events. Um, you keep having disagreements that surround 
itself about past their arguments, like they keep recycling. Um, you feel a lot of regret over things that happened in the past. Um, you might have all or nothing thinking about all or nothing think about new experience or new uh, people, or you avoid new people or new experiences. Um, you might see yourself having some like self-sabotaging behavior, like some buffering from feeling some emotions that we need to process. Um, you might be comparing your current to your past and constantly kind of fighting with the reality of the present. These are all signs that you have not empowered your past and we need to work on cleaning up your past. So you might ask me like, why look at my past? It's painful. I don't want to do it. And these are the five reasons I you get benefited from when you clean up your past. First one is the freedom to fully be yourself. You really are the product of all the events in your life, the good and the bad. And when you're hiding from or minimizing the impact of past trauma, um, and trauma is any type of heavy emotion that your body experienced in a circumstance that you keep in, that you keep reliving. Um, when you do that, it means living life without fully being yourself. And you create like this need to hide parts of yourself because it creates like this deep seated anxiety. So when you learn, I love Brene Brown, when she said, owning our story and loving ourselves through the process is the bravest things we'll ever do. So really learning how to own your story makes you be the ability to be more fully yourself today. Um, fear stops driving you. You know, anxiety is often connected to processing through and learning to accept past events. And everyone kind of needs closure of kind of how they showed up. And pain and resentment that isn't processed really turns into fear. It becomes subconscious fear of that bad situation happening again. So you keep reliving it. So your attempt to avoid that pain creates layer upon layer that keeps you stuck. And you react and let fear make your decisions rather than trusting yourself. And you really do that unconsciously. The third reason to examine your past is to stop further harm. When you don't deal with a negative experience from your past, they continue to harm your life today. So denial or minimizing it or secrecy, like not telling it, are strong temptations. But if you live there, you'll really never see how what happened previously is still impacting you today. So you react to situations rather than intentionally making choices, different choices. And I love what C.S. Lewis said. He said, gratitude looks to the past and love to the present. Fear, avarice, lust, lust, and ambition look ahead. Okay, so we want um, you to be present and love to be in the present. To be lighter. Um, think of you really, if you are have some unprocessed past, then you, there's heavy, like, you're like think about you're covering, walking around with like a 10 pound weight in your backpack. So your bygones will really begin to drag you if you don't deal with them. And they like slow you down and keep you stuck. It's like running a two mile race with a hundred pound backpack. So why would you want something slowing you down? Life is heavy enough. So I teach you how to take it for your backpack through dealing with it and letting go of the stuff that's weighing you down. And the last one is when you deal with your past, you create more confidence for yourself. Life has a way of forcing everyone to deal with their core issues. Like it keeps coming up over and over. And so your junk keeps coming back until it really is successfully laid to rest. So people with unfinished business live with fear that everything will implode, like knowing subconsciously that stuff they're avoiding will raise its head again. And when you work through your pain, you can finally rest in the present and not worry about it. So the first thing I want you to realize is really what is your past? 
your past only exists in your mind. And when, what I mean is the past is over and the future is your imagination. So right now, all you have is this moment and the thoughts you are thinking. And the only way your past exists at all is your thoughts you have about it now. Otherwise, it doesn't affect you anyway. So all of your thinking affects you deeply in this moment. But what happened to you in your past does not. It's just your thinking about the past. So when I ask you again about what your past now is, what are you going to tell me? It is your story about your past. That is your past. It's the story you keep telling over and over. In fact, they did studies where every time we rethink it, they have found that we change our past a little bit every time. So think if you had amnesia and you had no memory of your past, it would have no influence on you in terms of your current thinking. So if I asked you what happened to you when you were a child, you would tell me your story, your version of the past, right? But I've asked your mother or your father or your sister, like I, my sisters have different versions of the past than I do. And they all will have a different version. So your past exists in your mind and their past is, exists in their mind. And sometimes they're very different stories about the same circumstance. So if it exists in your mind and then you have thoughts of what you made it mean about yourself. So you have the story about your past and then you have a whole nother story of what you made it mean about your life and yourself. And that is where we get power when we start examining that, because when you look with great clarity, you will see that there is no actual thing called the past. Everything that happens, happens in the present. It can't be any other way. So this is kind of woo-woo, but it really is when you get this concept, it's kind of freeing. Memories of events are thoughts occurring in the present. Anger or hurt about the past is happening now. You keep recreating it. Your present moment experience is the now is what keeps the past alive. So you keep the past alive by what you currently thinking about right now. So if you really want to heal from the past, we need to switch your attention to your present moment experience. And sometimes it is hard to let go of the past because sometimes we don't even realize how much it's affecting us. It's very subconscious. It's not really easy to identify the pain or suffering um, we may still feel from past experiences. And this is because we may not even be, like I said, conscious or aware of it. So there may be things that happened in the past that you have yet to forgive yourself for and you don't even realize it. And this kind of goes to there is no old pain. And what I mean when there's no old pain is that you have a feeling that you experience in this moment, and it's not an old feeling. It's not a feeling from when you were three and you're experiencing it again now. Now, there's the feeling that you had when you were three, and that's over. And then this, there's the feeling that you have now. So you're not experiencing your past over and over again. You're experiencing present pain, the pain you are creating today with the mind, with your mind. And it might be similar to the pain you felt when you were three years old, but it's not the same pain. There's no old pain. It is new pain, pain in this moment, pain that you are creating with your current thinking. I know, kind of mind-blowing, right? So that is good news. Why is that good news? Because that person or event that caused you pain no longer has power over you. You can learn to stop giving power to them by some of the steps I'm going to teach you. And the great news is that you could change how you think about your past. And when you change how you think about it, it will change how you feel. So the only way your past defines you now is the way you continue to choose to think about it. So that is good news, knowing that the past is over, okay? And part of what I want you to do is 
when you state the past, I want you to think about it in very factual ways. Um, we try to create story. Um, our brain creates story. That's just what it does automatically. But when you really look at it and just think about the facts of it, then I want you to separate like what are the facts and then what are your story, okay? And that will help you identify the story and if it serves you. So think about how you're using your past. I Like, are you defining yourself by what happened? If you are, is it clothes that don't fit anymore? Like think about like your past and an identity, kind of like those clothes in your closet where you're like, okay, I'm going to get in these jeans again. But the, and so you hold on to them and they kind of just clutter your closet. I And then one day you just let it go and you walk in your closet and it feels so amazing because all the things that fit are in your closet that fit, are fit you. There's no like things that you think they're going to fit or things that like you wish were going to fit. They are just all the things that are in your closet serve you today. And that is kind of what we're doing with your past. And so when you think, like, I want you to think about your most probably um, kind of painful story that keeps coming up for you. Okay. And I'm going to teach you how to own it because once you own the story, we're going to create a story about this that is strong makes you feel capable and worthy today. And when we create that story, this is where your brain will go find like evidence. It's almost like mining for it, okay? And you will find it and then your brain will retell it over and over again until way it serves you, until it feels true to you. Um, and like I said, we're not going to change any of it. We're going to just look at this event, create the facts in the story, and then the story, we're going to really examine if it's still serving you because we spend a lot of time arguing with our past without realizing it. We believe it should have been different. Um, and really like we have thoughts like she shouldn't have done that. They should have been different. My childhood should have been better. I should have a different mother. I should have said or created that. I should have been different. Um, they should have made different choices. But really the past should have been exactly as the past was. And I want to um, have a caveat here. Like there is some past and trauma that, that you can, you need to go to a therapist with, you know, abuse and serious abuse, like a, a therapist needs to walk you through. This is for stories that aren't on that level of abuse, that emotional or physical abuse that is needs to be processed through a therapist. And that is really worthy work that needs to be done. Okay. Um, once you kind of own you're part of the story, right? This is kind of where I help you with optional thoughts. When, and then um, the time paradox has this quote that says, where no one can change events that occurred in the past, while no one can change events that occurred in the past, everyone can change, at, change attitudes and beliefs about them. So without changing any of the facts, what do you want to believe about your past? And the truth about the past role in your life is, None of the things that ever happened in the past predict how you end up in the future. But we're using our past. When our brain is on autopilot, that is what your brain does. It uses your past to predict what it's going to happen in the future. And the reason it seems this way is since you continue to use your past self as a reference and stay stuck in that identity, um, you do end up creating that self-fulfilling prophecy. So you're stuck in that paradigm of this is the way things have always been. And if you stay stuck there, your life will continue to go in that same direction, especially if that direction is nowhere in particular that you want to be. 
So some optional thoughts are, there are many thoughts that you can have. And um, there are not thoughts you consciously decide to think because you have lots of thoughts that are pre-programmed. And remember, like the beliefs you believe now, it's just a thought you have thought thousands of times. And that's how we create beliefs in our in our mind. And some of these beliefs that you have about the past, I don't want you to change. Like, I'm a human being. It's good to be kind. Look ways before, look both ways before crossing the street. Brush your teeth and shower every day is a good thing. Save money. I'm a daughter of God. I'm a son of God. I am divine. Like those are all beliefs that you might have picked up from your past that you want to hold on. But some beliefs that you've picked up and you pick up this from socialism, from, you know, being a society, from your parents, from books, everything, something a teacher might have told you. And some of these beliefs are beliefs that I would like you to question is I am limited in the amount of money I can make. Losing weight is almost impossible. People hurt my feelings. People should always be respectful to me. They should be different. I'm not good at that. I'm good. I can't do that. People can't change. I can't change. This is just me. You know, I know when my son came out as LGBTQ, I had a lot of past beliefs that did not serve me, you know, about LGBTQ people, which you might have also. And I had to really examine those beliefs and see if they still serve me today. And that is some of the past work that we do. Because you think about it, like when you learn new information, think about like when you learned about the tooth fairy. You didn't continue to believe it. You just made adjustments and went on with your life. And that is exactly what you will do when you learn misinformation about yourself or about other people. So why spend any more of your time limited in life by feeling like inadequate or doubt based on messages that really had no basis other than fear, lack of knowledge, cruelty, or neglect? And that is a lot of work around LGBTQ people that I found that I just kind of believed and didn't really question until my son came out and then I started questioning them and they no longer worked. And so these are some ideas to consider when working on your past. And I'm going to give you um, one, five ideas of, for you to think about. And I want to start this with um, um, really finding any place in your life where you have regret, okay? And retell that story until you don't have that feeling because regret is never a useful emotion. So I want you to use one of these tools I'm going to teach you to create a new story around it. And like I said, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to break down the story to facts only. Like he said something, I said something, and then I cried. That would be a fact, okay? Exact words of what somebody said, exact words what you said, and then what you did. And your brain will try to fill in painful details and make them feel like facts. And that is like, like he rolled his eyes or um, he was, um, um, he was mean to me. Like those, those are more thoughts. Okay. I want you to say exact, exactly what happened. Then the first tool I want you to use is to retell the story in their point of view. Think about the person who you believe hurt you in the past, and it could be yourself, okay? You could be telling the story from like your 10-year-old self. Now retell the entire story from their perspective. What might they have been thinking when they did that? What was their model? How old were they? What were their struggles and frustrations that they might have been trying to accommodate for? Um, sometimes this is really helpful to do with your children, especially your LGBTQ children. If like they're, you, they were going through a time where they were... Um, 
really being hurtful maybe, or you felt like they were being hurtful, to go and retell their point of view of their story. That is a really great place to create understanding and to let go of a painful story about your child. Tip number two, write a letter to your past self. Um, like where you're feeling this regret, I want you to write a letter uh, and give yourself advice on what, how you're doing your best in that moment. What would you say? What advice would you give? Um, how would you be the cheerleader? And, and like seeing yourself and giving yourself advice in that moment. Tip number three, tell your story of your past in two ways. Um, one, like say you were doing your childhood, one where you had a horrible childhood and one when you had the perfect upbringing. Okay. Say it's um, a vacation that is like your one where the vacation went perfectly and one where everything w- went wrong. Okay. Um, say it was an argument, one where they were totally right, one where you were totally right. Just kind of so you kind of see like creating the debate and seeing how somebody could tell it different ways. What you're doing, you're trying to create space in your brain of seeing like your story and it's just a story and how there's other stories. And when you do these things, that like the fourth tip I want you to know is to you got to be onto yourself. You got to notice your story when you're thinking something went wrong. Like when you're still thinking something went wrong in the past, that is time to rewrite and retell the story. Or when I should have had or they should have had. That is time to tell the story in a different way. And the fifth tip I want to tell you is I want you to retell the story of your life where you're the hero and not the victim. Okay. Um, where, where even where you felt like there was a big wrong given to you, I want you to tell that story when you're the heroine or the hero of the story and not the victim of what somebody else did and see how really you, that all of these tips will empower you, um, today and empower your past. So you will not be feeling old pain. You will feel, be feeling that peace of, and not that regret, but the, seeing that growth and seeing, um, how you have grown and how would you, you're using your past for yourself today and how, who you've become today is because of all those hurts and the traumas and all those things you went through. It really equals to how you are who you are today and how amazing you are today. And that that is when you own your story and you own your past and you become more fully accepting of who you are and seeing the greatness of yourself. And the last thought I want you to think, see, is your past does not equal your future. Okay, let me say that again. Your past does not equal your future. If you're defining yourself by your past, I want you to realize you will only be living as a fraction of what is possible for you. And I'm going to do a whole um, episode on living from your future self and helping your children live from their future self. But this is the first part of that is we have to clean up our past and empower it instead of still using it to feel pain and to um feel fear and resentment. That is the work I want you to clean up. If you have any questions about this, please like reach out to me. And this is the work we do. And this whole month we're working, the month of September, we're working on past work because it is so powerful. Like I said, I've helped dozens of clients through this. And this is really some of the most um, moving of um, work you could do for your emotional and mental health. And so just to recap, 
how to empower your fast is first you got to realize your feelings were valid. Like what you felt were, was valid, but then we need to process those unprocessed negative emotions, right? And then we need to identify what is keeping you from moving forward. Like what is in your past story that you keep saying, you keep thinking, you keep retelling that is keeping you stuck. Then we got to recognize how you are not the same as you were, that you're a different person. Think about it just um, 10 years ago from today, five years ago, a year ago, you are a different person. Even last week, you are a different person from today. And that is the beauty of being a human being. We are constantly evolving and changing and growing. And so your past, there's nothing went wrong. It was all part of your journey. So you acknowledge that, you acknowledge your thoughts of the past, you acknowledge like what is keeping you stuck, and then you let them go. And five of those tips I told you is how you, I help you let them go, okay? And then we spend time creating new thoughts that empower you today. When you create that new story where you tell it from the heroine, right? And not the victim. Then you keep retelling that story in your brain and that empowers you today. Um, Thank you for being with me today. Like I said, um, I would love for you to join me and lift it together. Um, Part of your membership is you get to coach with me up to twice a month. And we, like this, I said this month, we're working on empowering your past. Next month, we're going to work on connection. It is just every month we work on such amazing tools. And it's that um, combination of coaching with me and learning a tool that really creates that traction in your life that you want. So go to www.liftittogether.com and join me if you have any questions. I would love to see you in there. Thanks for joining me today. Have a great day. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lift It Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftittogether.com slash membership.